drunk. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I um Yeah. I'll, I'll actually I I, re I I regret giving him the mic. Um <laughs> Actually, the, the critique, your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah. which Mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up, yeah. and that's what I think was the funny part of that story, mm. and uh, the dude with the pit bull came out of nowhere. Oh, you fucking saint. No one else? Cool. Thank you. That's all King Bear. He suffered. Yay! Tells perfect jokes. Hooray. All right. You're next. Uh, another funny guy. Hey, I got to also let you guys know there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. <laughs> come on. Come on. Muddy boots will wander where sneakers never will. Moving on the back roads, through the backwoods, and into the cracks of our imagination. A podcast disguised as a sound painting. Or is it a sound painting disguised as a podcast? Tune in to hear a patchwork of sound, snippet, and song. Field recordings from wherever. The random whimsical. And the rare, and not so rare. Greetings and welcome home everyone to Muddy Boots. My name is Hunkering Down and Hunkering Camp, Tanali Von Washer Hands. Here to warmly present Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 7. An episode that features 20 years of field recordings I've made at rainbow gatherings around the world. You can find the collection online at soundsfromtherainbow.org as well as parts one through six at soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcast. You can find books, articles, and whatnot to get a cursory understanding of what a rainbow gathering is, but of course, it's difficult to impart the experience without attending the event itself. Mostly because it's tricky to write about a phenomenon in print. However, rainbow being an oral culture, the field recording archive acts like an ethnography of sound where you can get an idea 
perhaps an even deeper or richer context of the event through said sound medium. At the very least, this episode will give you a sonic insight into the creative expression found in the woods. We're going to put one foot after another and head out on the rainbow trail and we'll begin with a poem that I find quite apropos in these strange times. The poem is written by Robert Lavette Smith. Special thanks and a shout out to my friend Finch for sharing the poem with me. History rises unbidden in the schoolyards, in old rhymes, whispers of the plague years, echoing across cracked asphalt, mingled with childish laughter. Ring around the rosy, the boils swelling, on the skins of ancestors who wrestled with death on beds of dirty straw, burning the slow fuse of fever. As the blood went bad, ashes, Ashes is a ghostly sneeze down 700 years, or else the ash, the dead bones blackened into some forgotten potter's field, and the quaint pocketful of posy, so charmingly poetic, now in its innocence, an herbal cure, helpless even then, against the reaper's shadow darkening a cradle song. There are some griefs, so large they graft themselves, onto the language, lingering long after both mourned and mourner fall to dust.
Is this Jesus Camp or what's this? Uh, Jesus Camp is up there with the horns. But Jesus Camp has horns? Seven trumpets in Jericho. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians used to harvest them and they would dry them out and then they um, like crushed them up like like mortar pestle type thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it made this like um, like dry purpley like dust.
like trees she said women are like trees and even she didn't know what she meant by that women are like trees she said again and then planted herself in her bed and waited and I stood in the middle of her room and I looked at her as if looking out the window at her seeing all the years she has spent gathering rings around her hips stretching out sacks like a cat towards the sun and I heard the wind rubbing the leaves together rubbing the leaves like bodies soft and open. There was time for the leaves yet while my tongue picked ants off her branches. And the young bird in her nest of hair called to its mother. The young bird in her nest of hair hungry for another wet meal. While beneath us, along her feet, the children played hide and seek. The wind was blowing harder now as the strongest leaves let go and brushed against their bare feet. And women are like trees, she said, <coughs> as her strongest leaves let go and all was weakness, necessary weakness. And women are like trees, whisper, as the axe cut into her middle. Women are like trees, whispered, as the sap flowed into the womb. Women are like trees, she whispered, as the wind swayed her back and forth along the weakness. As her branches bent down to dip into the water. As her strongest leaves lay crumpled under the joy of the children. Women are like trees, whispered, as the young bird in her nest of hair 
spread out its new wet wings and called to its mother that it would find a meal of its own. Pirate. Yeah, that's no. what I said. He's That's a pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Rips and mass and social fabrics collapsing. The wind blows upon an ember that's everlasting. We're standing at the crossroads clashing. Food, the greatest strategy used in the ongoing battling. The shit got us asking what the planetary plan is while we jamming and deeply examine. Why is there famine? Families stammering for nourishment while elite seats play populations like a game of backgammon. The scandling is endless. They throw in peace on a threat list. Poverty's causing death threats. Yo, are you deaf yet? Well, get set. Concentrated camps that ain't quite dead yet. Welcome to the woods, blood redneck. Becoming POWs through high tech credit checks. Get the catch? Some serious shit, yes. So ingest, digest, and keep all eyes open. And don't forget the scrolls that kept the part apart in oceans. Cause when these motionless minds hit rhythm, focus with timeless vision. Omens and signs are given in this tumultuous time we live in. Open the sky's the limit, forces combine, we bring it, so much the wine, we sip it. Mm. Moments arrive, so live it.
Behind the clothes that cover me aches a heart that forgets to see. I think whatever friends there be, trusting when I'd otherwise flee. In the strong clutch of weight and bone, oh how I cried and wailed alone. But the pains of time turned to stone, and I to carry on and roam. It matters not the things you say, nor how you choose to do your way. It's how you make one feel today, for we to mold and turn to clay.
reminds me of a line by a friend of mine in the, in the Bay Area called Midnight, Midnight Ice. He said, uh, he said, he's 19, he's a young guy. He says the spoken word movement is not a movement, it's a soundtrack to the movement. And that's that movement we're all about right now, I call the worldwide insurrection coming. There are bees and trees and squirrels and things, and people playing frisbee in the park. There's hurt and heartache and uncertainty, and finding your way in the dark. But on these sunny days, with the wind rushing past and emerald green leaves in your face, it's undeniable the joy we feel by just running in this strange human race. Oh, but it's not like that, my big family, because despite what you are told, life's not a question of competition or what's been bought or sold. Instead, I'd say it's a miasma of memories new and old, of sweet stolen looks and babbling brooks, of flecks of silver and gold. Yes, it's these moments we collect and truly live in that matter most overall. That your hair cut or that wing knot, or who can rise most tall? So be in it, because what else to do? I say you won't regret taking the time to truly live. That's something we all forget.
So, um, this book is called The Mysticism of Sound and Music, and it's by a, a famous old Indian philosopher. And the chapter that I've been Excuse reading me. is um, called The Magnetism of Beans and Objects. And this first passage really resonates to me because I've been eating so much wonderful food over the past days. And it's uh, personally, it's, it really hits on how I feel about cooking. In preparing a thing, not one not only puts one's magnetism into it, but the voice of one's soul is produced in the thing one prepares. For instance, it is not difficult for an intuitive person to feel in the food that comes before him the thoughts of the cook. It is not only the grade of evolution of the cook that is produced in it, but also what the cook was thinking at that particular time. If the cook is irritated while cooking, if he or she is grumbling or sighing, if he or she is miserable, wretched, all that is prepared in the food that comes before you. It is the knowledge of this fact which made the Hindus accept a high caste Brahmin as a cook. That person was taken as a cook whose evolution was great, whose life was pure, whose thoughts were elevated. It is not a custom of the past, it is a custom even of today. The Brahmin who is sometimes the guru, the teacher of other castes, may also be the cook. Beside this, in ancient times, when human psychology was keenly observed in all one did, every person, whatever his rank or position in life, was equipped for cooking and preparing dishes for himself and for his friends. A great mark of appreciation and affection was shown by people who invited some relations or friends to their house by placing before them dishes that they themselves had prepared. It was not the dish, it was the thought that was put into it.
Welcome again to Muddy Boots. My name is Triangular Donut Tenali, and you've just heard the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation Part 7. We're exploring my collection of field recordings made at Rainbow Gatherings over the last 20 years or so. For a playlist and notes, check out muddybootsradio.org and be sure to subscribe to the show too, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to and or download more Rainbow Gathering field recordings at soundsfromtherainbow.org. You can find previous installments of this Rainbow Thematic Series, Parts 1 through 7, at either muddybootsradio.org or soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcasts. I invite you to continue wandering the trail of sound by hopping on over to the B-side. See you there. I said, would you like to go on a date? And she's like, okay, but I don't want this to be a date date. <laughs> a date date date. I don't know. Maybe a date to the fourth power. How does it work? I don't know. I went on a date. I figured it out. Basically, no date date translated to I was paying for dinner, but I'm not getting any kissing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to translate differently for men and women because we lie differently. I'll give you some examples. For example, if a sister says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend means and you're not attractive enough to risk losing him. (laughs) 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 On the other hand, if a brother says, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, this means and she's right over there by the fire. (laughs) 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 
that popcorn in an hour. <laughs> if a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. This means you no longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. <laughs> If a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you. I just want anybody to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh.